What's up, Spartans? Mike Smith with TST Gaming here, going over the first HCS event for Halo Infinite. And joining me today is John Haycock. How's it going? And I just got to say, this being the first LAN event that we've had in over two years or almost two years has been really fun to watch. Seeing everyone gather, getting the crowd. I haven't seen something like that in literally years with the Halo community. Yeah, definitely. It it was nice to see everybody come back and we can all gather around and actually watch something that we all enjoy since the last couple of years, especially since COVID and everything like that. It's been really nice that, you know, we can all gather even if we're in our own homes and just watching the event itself. It's been fun to watch and be able to talk about and be able to be with other people. Yeah. And even if like, because you and I didn't sit down and watch it together, I had family in town. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't even get to watch as much as I would have liked, but I did have it up in the background. And so my brother-in-law kept sitting down and he's just kind of watching it a little bit. He's like, this game's free? I'm like, yep. He's like, maybe I'll go home and download it. I'm like, you should. What do you have to lose? Nothing. Just buy it or buy it, play it. Um, but yeah, yeah, so yeah. this event was a lot of fun to watch. I didn't get, again, to, I mean, anytime I saw certain names come across the screen, um, like Optic Gaming or Sentinels, mm -hmm. who were the top two in the qualifiers, I definitely wanted to watch those games, especially when they came across each other. Because oh, in the qualifier tournament that they had for Raleigh, Sentinels got first seed, and then yep. Optic Gaming got second. Now, as some of you may know, the reason why Royal 2 wasn't there was because he was accused of cheating uh, by geofiltering his system so that it would look like he's using... So he's using different servers that high, have higher pings. He says that it was unintentional, but the rules state that it could be intentional or unintentional cheating that could disqualify you. So he got suspended for 45 days, which ends, I believe, in January. And so his team, the Sentinels, had to go on without him. But on top of that, they lost their first place seed for this tournament, yep. which means that Optic Gaming got it and that Sentinels had to go back into the open bracket instead of fighting their way through or just starting at the top as they were planning to. Plus, they had to find a replacement, a substitute for him for the tournament. And they That's found that informal. That's just what's insane to me about this whole, you know, this whole uh, competition that's going on. Like you mess up just a little bit and you go from the top being the top team down to the very bottom like that. 100%. So, I mean, it's, it's insane how strict they are. And I mean, I mean, you got to make it fair for everybody else. Why would you do something that's going to affect everybody else, including your own team? Right. Well, in like order said, just to win sorry. one game, you know? Well, and like you said, he said it was unintentional that he had done it because he had noticed he was having like either a lot of lag or something along those lines. Don't quote me. And so he had changed the, the server settings for his own personal use, not mm -hmm. for while they were playing. And then he forgot to turn it off. Now, whether it's true or not, I mean, I'm not going to try to debate and say, oh, he cheated. He didn't. That's just what they ruled. And that's what's, what's happening. We're just here system. to bring the news. 100%. So I thought going into this that Optic would be, A, obviously at the highest advantage of any other team in the, the tournament. And just so you guys know, there was 230 teams competing. And they didn't win. I was actually really surprised. Um, Optic Gaming ended up in sixth place. Mm -hmm. and, and even though they were playing beautifully, in fact, a lot of their games, if you look at the bracket and the the numbers they were three owing teams left and right yeah they even three owed sentinels when they first came against them and i was like wow 
Now, keep in mind, Sentinels aren't at full strength because they have a substitute, right? Mm -hmm. And I was watching really closely with Formal, their substitute, and he, one of the games was like, if it wasn't for him, they would have been kicked out. Like, he oh, yeah. was on point. He had, At first, he had a little bit of a rocky start, but he really came through for them. And I think he actually plays for Optic Gaming on another game. So it's kind of funny that he, he fought Optic while rooting for Sentinels. I think I know they're one of the top tier uh, gaming competitors out there, but <clears throat> after watching this game, so, you know, I haven't really been involved with HCS. This is really my first year since we've really started this, uh, this channel, but, um, you know, watching it, I just came to love optic gaming. Like there's just some about them that like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just enjoyed watching them play. They're really good. They're very precise on what they do. They work as a team. They have a great coach. Who is it, Lunchbox? Yeah, I believe so. So good, man. He know, He is like, which I love about him, he's like Captain America. You know, he inspires his team. He goes out there. He leads them by example, and he gets the job done. Even though they didn't place third or higher they kick some serious butt and oh, yeah. I, I and i believe lunchbox has a lot to do with it well lunchbox he was even on one of the uh, he's one of the members of the top 25 mm -hmm. halo players of all time from 343 i don't remember exactly what number but it was up there um and i knew that he had retired so i'm glad to see that he's coaching because when you have those kind of skills that you've gathered from years and years of playing that's a perfect time to coach because yeah. Your mind is still fresh with all that information. This is a brand new game, which was another thing I wanted to point out. The fact that this game's multiplayer had only been out for like a month and two days, just over a month for these people to practice. And they played it as if they've been playing it for three years. Yeah, it's insane. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, I, I know that it was just five maps, but it was all the different game types, all the modes. And which my mm -hmm. wife even, she was like, oh, wait, they, they do capture the flag and stuff like that. I thought it was just Slayer. I'm like, no, because it's a lot harder to win objective games on top of Slayer. Slayer is, oh, yeah. is its own beast. But to be able to capture the flag, to be able to hold the strongholds, hold on to the oddball, like being able to do those things effectively really shakes the mold and shows you who is the, the true Halo players yeah. who are better than everyone else. And the people who are really good at Slayer or just that. It's like I was telling you, uh, being a big SWAT fan, I said, you can't main SWAT and be good at both Slayer and SWAT. You have to at least main no. Slayer, and then you can go back and forth, no problem. And I fully believe that because learn I actually think it makes you better at SWAT because of the fact that you're learning how to escape better because you have more time to escape, you have mm -hmm. more time to think. So a lot of those tactics and the way that you would move across a room translate. And I think that shows off here as well when they're going from objective to Slayer to objective again is that yeah. they use Slayer more so than objective, I noticed. Like there were some teams that were really not playing the objective, but they were getting the slays in and then pushing the objective when they'd be like right. three down or two down. Um, it was really I, fun. I noticed that a lot actually uh, with, with both Optic Gaming cloud nine and sentinels what they would do what i noticed is um you know they would hold back stay close to the flag try and shoot anybody that comes forward a couple of them would go out into the middle um say it was like bizarre or something they would go out into the you know, the, the, the town area the store area and 
you know, they would fight and then one would push all the way to the end and try and clear out as many guys as they would. And then the last guy would go and try and grab it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's always hard when even I'm playing ranked and I'm playing solo queue and I, the only one going for the flag, or I'm the one at the flag after I just killed three guys. And that fourth guy picks me off because I'm weak because my teammates aren't doing anything. And I think all of those teams you listed as well as, I mean, just, I think any team that I saw was just all about communication and Mm -hmm. it really showed how much practice that they put into this because again, a month, how many hours they have behind that controller. They probably had to play. I mean, I, I'm from what I've heard, pros will play about eight hours a day, right? Like it's a work. I would assume so. You got to make it like a job. But on the other hand, I would also assume that 343 would be behind them and probably send them a copy early on. That's possible, my but assumption, I but I, so. I'm not sure. So, I mean, they didn't have much time though behind the controller. Um, I do want to comment that I think this multiplayer is the best multiplayer we've had since Halo Reach. And the fact that it's so much more balanced than Halo 4 and 5 were. 4 was all about which armor abilities you had, and there were so many different weapons. uh, It it felt like, am I good with this weapon? Am I good with that weapon? I don't know. It was all these ranged weapons. And then 5 was all about the Spartan movement and being able to get around the map as quick as possible. And I think them removing that and slowing down Sprint to where it's helpful, but it doesn't dominate the game in a negative way because that was a big, that's a huge thing in the Halo community is whether Sprint belongs in Halo. Because a lot of the Bungie era fans don't want. I am fine with it. But about the tournament, I think that they, the story about Sentinels and Optic Gaming was the big thing for me. The fact that Sentinels were in first place, which means they beat out Optic Gaming at the qualifiers. And then when, obviously, they lost their seed, their place in the main tournament, that really affected their ability to get into the championship bracket at as good of a position as they would have been. Now, I'm still glad to see that they did really well. They ended up getting fourth place, which, again, not being at full strength and being able to manage to snag fourth place out of 230 teams says a lot about how good that team is, Oh yeah, as well as how well Formal had to quickly adapt to their style of playing and their lingo, because you come up to your own nicknames. I've heard people say Garage when in on uh, Live Fire, when you're inside the base that holds A, it's mm-hmm. called house. If you look at the radar, that's what it says. But a lot of people call it garage, which it looks more like looks, a garage. Yeah. And so and people just say garage instead of house, even though house is faster to say because it's just what it looks like. And people are just more like, oh, that's what that is. Um, same thing with um, Behemoth, where it's the big sand map. Some people yeah. call the East and West Towers like light tower, dark tower, because the main structure has shade on one side and the other side's all out in the daylight. So, you know, you you hear different nicknames that people use and you just have to kind of adapt quickly. So I did notice also, sorry. um, No, go ahead. I I did notice also that during the tournament, um, if a lot of you weren't able to watch it, there were parts where they would allow you to listen on their chatter Mm -hmm. as they were playing. Um, and so I thought it was cool to hear their different lingo. It was like a different language. Like you hear them talk and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like what section of the map are you talking about? And they're, who they're are talking you talking so to? fast and so much? Yeah. Like, it's like, how do you like sometimes certain teams, depending on who they are, you'll hear all four of them talking at the same time. And you're like, 
how do you discern any information out of that? Yeah. Like when you and I play and we have a couple other people and we're playing all together yeah. and everybody's talking at once, it's so hard to understand, especially when it's just in this section of your head and not, you know, everywhere as yeah. if a lot of people in person were talking to you. It's so hard to understand all the mumbling in your ear. Now, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing that they communicate because in those times of intensity, there was a moment, they were just about the end of a game and they were chatting so much. And then all of a sudden it was just dead silence. And they even mentioned that they're like, you can tell how intense and how crazy this moment is right now, just because nobody's talking to each other. Like, yeah. Not a single teammate was talking. Yeah, some of those matches were nail biters. I mean, some of the ones that were like three and oh that were just complete shutouts, like what Optic Gaming did for the majority of the tournament. Those ones, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, weren't as entertaining. I like the matches that it was like two and two for the series mm -hmm. of you know, best of five. And so it was like whoever wins this wins and they move on to the next yep. round, whereas the other guys have to go to the losers bracket. Um, actually when optic gaming went into the losers bracket, I was shocked. Um yeah, again, me it's too. double. Yeah, because again, it's double elimination. For those of you who don't know yeah. what that means, is you can lose two series before you kicked out of the tournament. So if you lost, you have a regular bracket and you work your way through, but as soon as you lose, you move down to the loser's bracket. And then from there, you fight your way back. And then whoever's first place of the loser's bracket can fight the champion of the winner's bracket. But then you have to beat huh. him twice, even though, because he hasn't lost twice. He's only lost, or he's lost zero. He only yeah. beat you one series. You have to beat him two times. That's how that works. It, it's definitely confusing at first, but it's it's a good way to do it because you sometimes just have a bad start and you yeah. need another one. And so having double elimination, I think, is the most fair thing a tournament can do. But what teams were you mostly looking at, would you say? At first, at first, uh, it was really, I was just keeping an open mind. I was sitting there as more of a, as a spectator. Um, but I was towards like the middle of it, the Chiefs. I was looking at them quite a bit. Sentinels, uh, Optic Gaming, and then it really just went between Optic Gaming or Sentinels. Just yeah. I know just because they were doing really well, but it's not the fact that they were winning. It's the way that they are as a team that I love. Oh, 100%. That's how I felt. Uh, one of the teams that I had never heard of uh, prior to this tournament, and I'm, I've never been hardcore into the HCS. I've watched it here and there uh, over the years, but I've never like really followed teams and players as much as I, I always wish I had because I didn't have time. Uh, but the team that I found myself really gravitating towards this tournament, so I was a little sad when they you know, started losing because they were dominating at the beginning, was X-Set. Um, yeah. And they were doing really well. And I liked the team. Like I was watching the, the plays, and I'm just like, wow, this team is this team's something. There's something here. And again, I hadn't heard them before. You hear names like Cloud9, Optic Gaming, even Sentinels. And there's certain names that you just hear throughout. And I know Optic Gaming is a wider organization now. I didn't even know anything about Cloud9, to be honest with you. I like, I didn't logo. even hear about them until this tournament. I think their logo is probably the best logo of any pro team that I have seen for this tournament. Because it's just a cloud-shaped, it's three nines in the shape of a cloud. Yeah. Also, Space Station Gaming was doing really well. Um, at the beginning on certain maps and they were doing they pretty well day two yeah then they ended up um just not doing as hot like they just they were they went quickly out they kind of fizzled out and i thought so space station gaming along with i believe it was cloud nine and some of the other ones 
we're actually partnered with HCS to create like the the cool armor sets that you see and stuff. On, oh, that really? You could buy, yeah, in the HCS store. It's to help kind of promote those teams. So I thought, hey, Space Station Gaming, this team, this team, they're going to be like the top dogs, and a lot of them were. So Space Station Gaming, I thought, um, did well overall, but I just was like, I don't know. It didn't seem like they were doing as well against other teams that were kind of, I don't want to say below them, but as unknown to me as they were. But like I said, I thought Xset was probably my team that I was really rooting for the most. Anytime I saw Sentinels and Optic Gaming fighting each other, the thing that blew my mind was Optic Gaming and Sentinels matched up, right? I believe it was mm-hmm. Saturday. They got shut out. Sentinels did. 3-0. Yeah. Complete shutout. Yep. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Again, they're not at full strength. Optic Gaming was the second place team. They should be at the top if, you know, Sentinels isn't at full strength. That makes sense. Right. But then the next day they played again. And that series was such a nail biter. I want to make sure it was Sentinels beat them, by the way, three games to two. They were shut out the first day or second day. I mean, then the third day they match up again. And I believe Sentinels won the first two games, if I recall. And then Optic Gaming won the second two games. And you're like, oh, wait, is this happening? Is this happening? And then it came down to Slayer. But Sentinels ended up winning that last one. And I believe, if I recall, that it was formal, the substitute. And he had like 20-something kills. He had dominated the playing field. You don't see that very often in pro leagues because everyone's about the same. It's not like when I go online. And I'm playing, especially with, especially with someone you don't really see very often, especially since he came in and just took over somebody's seat. Yeah. So he earned his seat there for sure. Um, I mean, their next round, they ended up losing to phase three to one. So it's not like they got to make it much further, but the fact that they were able to kind of prove, no, we are better than optic gaming, at least in this tournament, because they did place higher than optic. And again, I really thought because where Optic had placed in the uh, qualifier, how they got first place, second place, however you want to phrase that, that they would be easily, especially the way they're shutting people out left and right. It was just not even competition for them, it seemed like, until it got a little bit further into the tournament. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how it's, I mean, the brackets are set up. You know, usually in certain tournaments, I've seen double elimination. It goes like first place and 16th place will fight. And then second and 15th, and it kind of goes into the middle. Right. And so that way the, the person who's the best has the easiest time knocking people out. And then the people who didn't quite earn it have to kind of fight for it a bit more. Um, but it the fact that Sentinels beat out Optic Gaming, not at full strength, they beat out 200 and something teams. Mm-hmm. I think Sentinels are the real standout of the story. Cloud9 came out of nowhere to me. Anytime I saw the mono, I wasn't really paying that much attention until it got towards the end. And I was like, is it, oh, we're watching E United versus Cloud9. Let's go. Um, and just all those matches were so intense. Yeah. My wife's like, crazy. you want to go watch something? I'm like, I am watching something. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is good entertainment, like right here. Um, Sorry, I put it on the TV. And you know, they have the announcers and stuff. And the, mm-hmm. I was like, man, I feel like I'm watching a sporting event. Huh. And I told that, and I told that to Michaela, and she's like, you know, I actually thought you were watching a sporting event just by the way of the announcers talking and stuff like that. And I was like, well, it kind of, kind of is. It's an esport. Like, My wife actually, she will argue to this day that gaming is not a sport. And I said, what about racing? You're sitting there and you're driving. You're doing this. What is the difference? You use hand-eye coordination for you know making sure yeah. you're you're driving right. You're doing everything else. 
and not not only that, and you know, to touch on why esports is such a big deal uh, for someone like me as well is it's about teamwork. It's about oh, definitely coordination, communication, um, communication, and just being able to strategize. I mean, knowing the maps is half the battle. Oh, Having definitely. a good team that knows the rest is how you get there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've played on ranked. I do fine, but the team sucks because it's a bunch of random. Um, it was such a fun event. I would love to go even as a spectator to one of these events someday. That would be a lot of fun to go, especially like this one coming up. Uh, it's going to be in Seattle. You want the, the championship? Yeah. You know how expensive that's going to be? That's going to be booked. Because it's not just like, oh, hey, here's one of the majors. It's just like, no, no it's probably already a thing. It's probably booked by now. I don't know. I mean, they have the dates out. So some people may have already tried to like get their hotels and stuff early before the hotels hear about it and then jack up the prices. We do that with our local Comic-Con here sometimes. We're like, hey, they just announced we have to look at hotel prices right now before they change it. <laughs> I'm sure they have those notifications on oh, like beeping anytime that there's any <laughs> They're like, I see it. Okay, raise it. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Um, but yeah, so I mean, honestly, to me, that was the biggest takeaways from the tournament was the story of Sentinels, how they had mm-hmm. to overcome this adversity again, whether intentional or not. I'm not here to judge whether it was, but they still kicked so much ass. Yeah. And Optic Gaming was shutting everyone off, out left and right. And like I said, they themselves shut out Sentinels three to zero and then lost to Sentinels three to two. And that was probably the best series I saw was Sentinels and Optic because I knew the story between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then having them get shut out that first match or that first series, and then they come back and have a comeback series yeah. with Formal. Honestly, I learned to really like Formal. Like his last kill on the Slayer match, which was the one that beat Sentinels, he had rockets, okay? It was on streets, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot of time left, and they were winning by a considerable n- amount of points. It was like, I don't want to say 13 points or something like that. It was something where it was clear or pretty close to being clear, if I recall. Sentinels were going to win. And he just happened to look over to the police station and shot a random rocket at a doorway. Didn't know they were there because there's no radar. Someone happened to walk through it at that moment because he just went boom and then turned <laughs> and then it was game over. It was like, oh my gosh, what a way to end the series. <clears throat> uh, for me, I thought this was a fantastic first event. It oh, was, definitely. I, I, not only that, they gave away rewards for watching, which they have done in the past, but infinite's new infinite's fresh everyone wants as many cosmetic items like mm-hmm. i got the the peppermint um coating armor coating yesterday because if you play once a day for this current event the winter event you yeah get i got one it as item. well um i wore it for like a game and i'm like okay i'm going back i was excited to get it but I'm like, i didn't even i didn't even put it on <laughs> that's funny i was like oh cool i got it okay let's go on yeah it's Ooh. like a checklist you just want to get everything yeah no exit it was the team i was really looking forward to and that's a team i think it's going to be one of those up and coming teams. I don't know how long they've been mm-hmm. around, but again, I hadn't heard of them. There's certain teams you just hear about just throughout. Like I had already heard of cloud nine optic gaming, of course, because they're, they're probably one of the biggest organizations I know of yep. in esports because they're not just halo. They're also in like call of duty and other games. So I thought it was great. Cause yeah. I think that formal is a call of duty player for optic he gaming. Is. And then he kicked out optic gaming of the tournament when he was playing for sentinels. So it was probably a really awkward day. I saw a meme. I was going to share it with you. And I forgot that it was like awesome. how awkward it must be to be formal walking back into the optic gaming offices or whatever it is the next day. He's like, I kicked us out. Sorry. But he, he earned it. And I, I was glad yeah. to see him step out 
and actually earn it. It wasn't just like, oh, we have a, a fourth player and then they lost and got like 86 mm-hmm. plays or whatever place it was. Instead, they ended up getting fourth. Um, and I can't wait to see what they look like when they're fully squatted up again. I'm going to actually miss seeing formal play because he was just, he helped him out that much. Sentinels made a fantastic choice about formal. in formal to yeah. be the player that was going to replace and substitute for Royal two. Now when Royal two comes back, I'm expecting really great things from Sentinels. They got fourth place. I hope strength. so. He better, he better step up his game after what happened. I'm, I'm not blaming him. I mean, right. there's a lot of speculation on both sides, but I mean, guaranteed there are probably some hurt feelings. Like, dude, and he could be like, let's say it was completely innocent, which again, I'm not trying to speculate on that, but let's say he is. Can you imagine having to look to your teammates and be like, I'm so exactly. sorry. Because he thought he won legitimately. They got He needs to seed. come back and prove himself again. That's oh, yes. what I think. I think he needs to come back, sit down, really kick some serious butt in order to prove himself worthy again, in order to be able to sit in that seat. Because I feel like if he can't sit in that seat, they're not going to want him on the team anymore. Right. And he's, he's actually, again, he was one of those top 25 players of all time. Yeah. And so to hear that one of the, the greats, so to speak, you know, um, had kind of fallen in a way. I agree. He has to come back and kick some serious ass. He had posted a yeah. few joking tweets about him being in halo jail or whatever. And I'm like, are you taking it seriously or no? Like, it's hard to tell when you post jokes. Yeah. Now, maybe that's just coping mechanism. I mean, you know, he has a right to his own opinion. I know that the story behind how it happened was that 343, the team that was auditing whatever happened, didn't even tell Sentinels first what their um, outcome, their verdict was. They just posted mm-hmm. it online. And I think it was Frosty, who I believe is on that team as well, was like, oh, it's nice to know that we found out at the same time as everybody else. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, uh, they luckily had enough time. And that was the other person who was really a standout on the team, by the way, is Frosty. He had a Slayer match, I think, in that same series against Sentinels where he had, like, 24 kills. You just don't see that in that's, esports. No, that's crazy. Not for a 50-point game. You don't see 24 kills. Uh, it's just – it's insane. For one person, yeah. It's nuts. That's nuts. So, uh, but I thought this was a great tournament. It was so exciting to have everything, people getting gear. I unfortunately didn't get a lot of the gear because I didn't know you had to link your account or whatever. So, like, I watched. Mm -hmm. I had the Xbox on with it going all day um, as soon as I got home from work, at least. And then I had it on the rest of the night. And I'm like, okay, cool. I watched one hour. I should get all the rewards. I did luckily get the sidekick um, coding as well as the the pose with the victory puzzle going like, ah, like you just won. (laughs) But what was really cool about that pose is I have the flaming helmet right now. Well, I did. Oh yeah. And so I had the ODSC helmet with fire and I was going like this. So it looked like I was just like, go straighter. straighter. Yeah. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. I'm so happy to see HGS come back. And this was a strong swing. This was not just a, Oh, Hey, this is a small event. We'll just see how it goes. This was a full fledged. We're going for a home run here. Oh yeah, the event itself. I mean, obviously we didn't get a go sadly. Hopefully one of these days we can, if we do, we'll be making a ton of videos about it. Um, But I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, the next major event that we have on the schedule from what I saw. So the next main one that we know of is February 11th, 2013. It's North America HCS regional. And that's going to take place in Anaheim. And I've already been seeing people all over Twitter saying free agent looking for a team, free agent looking for a team for Anaheim. Um, because people are dedicated. Like I saw another post where a guy was like, I'm actually contemplating quitting my job and going pro. And if I was not a family man, 
I'd be doing the same thing. Um, the prize pool was $350,000 that was spread across, I believe it's the top 32 teams with Cloud9 taking home, what was it, $140,000? So yeah. $28,000 a piece if they split it five ways, not including cost of transportation or anything like that. The, the hosts, they also do such a great job. Um, one of my favorite hosts is got to be um, Golden Boy. He is hilarious. Um, and the, the way he talks smack to Walshy was fantastic. I know you probably didn't get to see that part, but he's uh-huh. hilarious. Um, and they even had a big team battle, like little what? showdown. It's like a grudge match thing at the end of the second day, just for fun. I guess they did it last year and Golden Boy won this time. I don't know who won last time. I didn't get a chance to watch again. I had family in from out of town for the holidays. So I just had it kind of on and I'd like be helping with this and then I'd run into the, the computer room real fast and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on? Who's winning? And like the brother-in-law would still be sitting on the couch. He's like, they're up two Oh, two games, but no. So tournament was but, great. I can't. Yeah. Wait. Is there certain players uh, with uh, the exception of formal, since we know that he's not a regular halo player. So any players that you saw that you're like, this might be my favorite player or a favorite player. Aside from formal. Yeah. Formal did great. Formal was kicking ass. It was awesome. I loved watching him, but it's there were, on. there were a couple lucid. Yep. Lucid's so, great. so when Sentinels and OptiGaming were going at it, um, I loved watching. They had, they always had this always like one-on-one thing going on between lucid and, uh, I want to say it was lethal. I know for sure. Yeah. Lucid. Anytime I looked at the scoreboard, like he'd be the guy who was almost carrying the team. Yeah. Like oh, if there the was an MVP for the team to me, lucid. Now, again, I didn't oh. watch all their games, but the games I saw lucid all the way. Lucid. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Um, he was just a step above like the other guys did great, but he was just yeah. a little bit higher. Pistol is also another one of those that I want to keep an eye on. I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's just something about him that has a like a leadership s to him, but he's not the full leader. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's not trying to take charge. But he knows what needs to be done. He knows how to help you. Yeah, honestly, I have to say that uh, Pistola is also one of my favorite players. Even back in Halo Reach days, when I was first kind of watching a little bit of H, or you know, the MLG as it was ending, and then the H, the rise right. of HCS and all that. Um, I was watching him actually as a player. Uh, he wasn't playing for Optic Gaming at the time. I can't remember. Maybe it's either Instinct um, or a different team because he's been through quite a few. But yeah, he's always been one of those players that when you watch, there's just something special that it seems like is going to happen with that guy because yeah. just the way he moves, the way he plays, it's like he knows more than the average player would in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, for, for me, Frosty is one of my favorite players because he's just he's nasty. He's so good. Uh, He's but yeah, so good. Lucid, Frosty, Pistola are probably my top three off the top of my head. I mean, when I see a team up, I'm like, oh, hey, Spartan. I like that guy. He was a, he's a good yeah. player. I, he just did this good play with this. Um, and so sometimes I'll like follow people that way. We're in that match. I'm like, oh, no, no, go back to this guy. Yeah. You know, when they're revealing it. But the red versus blue, I'm glad they stuck with it because for the viewers, it would have been so confusing if they could just pick whatever the it, colors. From that, the that I was, I was a little, I was a little confused on that, but that makes yeah. more sense now that they had it set to mean like, hey, you're red, you're blue. Yeah, I actually last night I played a game or two, uh, you know, to get the armor coating, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna try red. I've never done red. I'm always blue. Like whenever I I play, either blue or green has been my team, and then red and yellow has been the enemies. Mm-hmm. And I made myself red 
and my enemy's blue, as soon as I spawn, oh, there's a red warthog in front of me. Grenades at it, and it's my own teammate. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't ranked, so it didn't hurt him, but it definitely hurt the warthog. Um, I remember hearing it blow up a little bit later. I'm like, well, yeah, I did not help with that situation at all. I had to switch back immediately. I prefer green and That's yellow. Hilarious. Yellow makes the opponent stand out very much, which is why I think it was good that they also didn't say, oh, hey, you can pick whatever color, because I feel like mm-hmm. certain colors have a slighter advantage. It's not going to be enough right. to change the tournament, but it looks like the the Cloud9 got 25,000 HCS points for the season. Uh, my understanding is that they get certain amount of points per tournament, and mm-hmm. then that helps them seed for the grand championship, would be my guess. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know sense. how many points that they are given per. This was just the top eight that I'm looking at right now, and it ranged from 7,000. Uh, for seventh and eighth places, and twenty five thousand for first. But man, Sentinels getting fourth place—that's got to feel good. Seriously, that's crazy. I didn't expect them to do well at all. I didn't, and they came back and took out Optic Gaming, who, for me, looking at the last event, was their biggest rival. So mm-hmm. the fact that Cloud Nine kind of came in and just went, Whoop, "Here I am," was great. It was a, a yeah. total unexpected for me. They're a great team. Um, you know, Renegade is probably and Penguin are probably some of my favorite players on that. Even Stellar, though, and then uh, it's just it's hard. It's hard to pick favorites. It really yeah, is. They're like all so kid. freaking good, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I cannot wait for the next event. Their next main event, the North America HCS Regional in Anaheim, which I've already been seeing p- people posting their free agents for. What's that's the date? Be February 11th through the 13th. So basically Valentine's. The next actual event that they have. They have a North America Open Series, Pro Series, um, off and on, uh, all throughout January, it looks like. Um, we're not going to be covering any of that. We're just going to be covering the ones that you see on, and we'll be posting this on the video so you can see this. Just the bigger watching. main events. Yeah, the, the one that says 2021-2022 Roadmap. Um, and it's got about a dozen events on there. Those are the ones we're planning on covering to the best of our ability. Um, we might not cover all of them, uh, especially if, like, for example, the Mexico uh, HCS regional is, say, broadcast in Spanish or something like that. That's going to be a lot harder for us to be like, oh, yeah, this is what we're, you know what I mean? So we'll see. Uh, we're going to do our best, but um, we're going we're gonna to try. So with yeah. that, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you did enjoy this video at all, even just us talking about esports, I love talking about Halo. I can talk about it all day. I can write a class, a book, whatever you want to do on it. I can teach it. It's but great. It, it's fantastic. And please subscribe. I mean, we have more things besides just esports. We also have lore story videos. We have gameplays. We have map guides. We have latest news. We have event guides coming out for a lot of the events. So keep an eye out for those. Turn your notifications on. Uh, rate us so that way we can rank higher on the playlist for podcasts Please. because yes we can use all the help that we can get so but thank you for listening if you did enjoy this video please like and subscribe thank you for watching tst gaming until next time just play <laughs>